get ready for another debate episode today on Life Talks. We're going to be answering the question, should we as Christians use preferred pronouns? I'm Ben. I'm here with Dan. We are the teaching pastors at Life Fellowship Church here in Cornelius. Dan, we're going to take two sides to this. Okay, I'm going to take the I'm going to take the one that I believe. Okay. All right. And I'm going so, to take the so one. As always, Dan is the contrarian. He's the the <laughs> Dan, traditionalist, the curmudgeon. Dan, no, no, not curmudgeon. You're the principled one. Thank you. You're the you're Thank the you. one that we know is so firm convictions and. I'm the Lucy Goosey guy. No, not, not, yeah. not really, but... Yeah, but right. <laughs> I'm going to take the position that Christians should use a person's uh, preferred pronouns, and we're going to debate it this, this morning or this afternoon, whatever time you're listening to this. So, um, And this was spurred on by an email we got, right? Yes, and we want to give shout-outs to people who from time to time give us uh, ideas for, yeah. for uh, episodes, you know, Drew and... Uh, Evan and Clayton, uh, all you and, and several and, and Shan, uh, several of you do this, and we are very appreciative. We don't ignore them; we listen to them. And uh, so, many times there's a, a seed of inspiration behind. Yeah, those. and I think this is a really practical one because if you think about it, a lot of people are getting the uh, diversity training and their the sensitivity issues, and whether you're in the business world or the educational world. Uh, this is a this is a real thing that a lot of people are are having to make decisions on. Yeah, and, and in fact, I got several emails. I, somebody asked me um, what to do about mandatory DEI, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion yes. seminars. Should they refuse to go? Um, and, and and several others, you know, have asked questions in recent weeks about this. So I think this is a pertinent topic. Yeah. So um, we're going to be talking about Dan. I'm going to let you since you are the um, you know, the traditionalist, I'm going to let you start first with why you think we should not use preferred pronouns. Yeah. For, for, for me, it's a matter of integrity. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm just not going to support somebody in a lie. If, if someone says to me a statement that's absolutely uh, incorrect, mm-hmm. I don't feel any obligation moral. I, I don't, I don't feel that my moral obligation to speak the truth is out why outweighed by my, um, by by your desire for me to make you feel comfortable mm-hmm. leaving a lie, mm-hmm. so um, you know I I categorically reject the idea that there's more than two genders. Mm-hmm. I categorically reject uh, the, the unscientific notion that uh, that biology has nothing to do with gender mm-hmm. assignment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I categorically reject the idea that you can um, you know change your, your your gender without changing your DNA. Mm-hmm. So all of these things for me are very clear, very black and white. And and to to use incorrect, untrue, false terms with somebody perpetuates the lie. And in my view, it endangers them. It may not endanger them physically, but it does endanger them emotionally. Mm. I believe it endangers them spiritually because when you're not capable of determining right from wrong, uh, you know, up from down, black from white, there's there's consequences. And and ideas have consequences and consequent and, and bad ideas have victims. And so the, the the reality is, if you believe a lie, you are you are there. This does not happen in a vacuum. Mm. This victimizes somebody else. A bad idea, a lie, an untruth, a false notion. All of these things have consequences. Okay, um, I would say uh, that I, I completely agree with you that there are only two genders. 
and that they are sacred, and that God is the one who chooses those things. So, so my my defense of uh, you know uh, allowing the person to use their you know name you know decide what genders to use and to use those genders, it's I'm not denying the fact that there are not true biblical standards of male and female. There are no there's no third or fourth or fifth gender out there. Um, but what what I would say is my my response to that is as much as the truth is important. Uh, we ha- sometimes have to remember that most people, especially non-Christians, don't b- yet b- have the biblical perspective that we have. They might have a compl- they might have a secular humanistic um, uh, worldview that allows this kind of thing. And so, for me, in order to I believe to build bridges of relationship to them, uh, in order to get them to even hear my perspective on the, those issues. Uh, I'm going to what I consider practice verbal hospitality to them, and I'm almost just going cracking up at that. That Dan verbal he couldn't he couldn't even hold it in. <laughs> um, I've done my study. This is what this side says. Okay, okay. so I'm I'm holding firm. Yes, and, to and, this and by the way, I have I have friends who who would believe in absolutely. This. Okay, so this. <laughs> I just love it. I said that I said verbal practice verbal hospitality. And if you weren't looking at him, Dan goes like this. <laughs> Dan can never hide how he feels. That's true. Um, but but I think that when you are, when you when you show a level of re- personal respect and honoring them as a person, whether or not you're not you're not honoring their decision, what you're just saying is I I'm going to be gracious towards you in this moment. Because I eventually want you, I want you to listen to a deeper and greater truth that is about Jesus that will change your life and that will change what's what is what the thing is you're believing in. Because I believe what you're believing in is false, and so in order for me to build a relationship so that I can get to the point where I can share with them the truth of gender of a God in heaven who who's created them of a, of Jesus who died for them. Uh, I don't want to put a stumbling block in the way for me to be able to have that kind of conversation. And so um, I, what I would say is I understand the idea of not, you know, reinforcing a lie, but I also know that there is a greater good that can come from using someone's preferred pronouns, and the greater good would be to share Jesus with them. Okay. <laughs> are, that's you, his, are you That's finished? his comeback. Okay. <laughs> So I mean, I'm, I mean that's my. I feel like an I I, I feel like a mosquito in a nudist colony. I know what <laughs> needs to be done. Don't I just know where don't know where to start. So come at me, Dan. So well, you know, se- several things. First of all, you know, you basically clearly given a, a wonderful example of situational ethics. So in this, oh, it, really? yeah. So in this situation, my ethics allow me to embrace a lie and perpetuate a lie rather than speak the truth for fear I'm going to offend you. The reality is that truth offends. And, and we can be offensive in the way that we declare truth, or we can be matter-of-fact about mm-hmm. it. And so for me, it would be matter-of-fact. If somebody said, I would prefer that you call me Z or a feminine pronoun when I'm obviously mm-hmm. a male or whatever, um, I, you know, I've got a choice at that moment that, in, that, that I adjust my ethics and in this moment uh, accept your lie as a truth and join you in that, which I find violates my own conscience. 
Or I can simply say, I understand where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. I understand that you may in your heart believe this sincerely. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I appreciate you as a person. I appreciate your autonomy and I appreciate all those things. I just can't join you in what I believe is a falsehood. Mm -hmm. uh, doesn't mean I don't like you. Doesn't mean I don't even respect you. Doesn't mean a lot of things that other people will tell you. I'm not being hateful at all. Mm -hmm. I'm just simply saying this. I'll try to avoid using pronouns with you at all to make you feel comfortable. So, so let me ask you a question. But I'm, but I'm not going to use a false pronoun to describe would you. Would you use their new name? Like, let's say someone... No, I wouldn't. So you wouldn't You wouldn't even use their... Not if it... Not some people compromise by saying, okay, I'm just going to use their preferred name. So, for example, an Allison becomes Alan, okay? Yeah. You wouldn't call them Alan either. No, I, I, I don't know that I'd make a deal out of it. I just wouldn't call them any name. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm serious. I would just dance around that. Hey, buddy. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, friend. Um, neighbor. <laughs> um yeah, I, 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 and I think there's a way. Uh, however, a lot of people who are doing this have an agenda, and the agenda is we not only want you to accept us, we want you to celebrate us. Right. And in order to to demonstrate your celebration of us, you have to join me in it. Mm -hmm. And so it will become a test of that. You see, in in my experience, basically, and you know, we're talking about Babylon. Right. Uh, Babylon's values. Babylon, yeah. Babylon's values are when they come against the truth. Of, of your spiritual heritage, which, you know, in the days of Daniel and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were the Judeo heritage. For us, it's our Christian heritage. But when you come up to it, you have two choices. I will either receive your position um, that, that if you keep it, that you're being antagonistic, mm -hmm. or you will assimilate. Mm -hmm. So you have two choices. Either everything I say and do is going to be, re, is going to be regarded as antagonistic, mm -hmm. or I must assimilate. I must accept it, and I must embrace it. I must sometimes even celebrate it. And that's where, you know, I kind of look respectfully and say, I pass the beans and water, please. <laughs> I, this, is, this is not something that I'm going to assimilate. Whether or not you take that as being agonistic is on you. Because I'm going to be friendly, I'm going to be respectful. I'm going to accept the consequences of not saying so, your pronouns. Okay, you, so you may choose not to be my friend anymore. You may choose to get angry with me. And I'll accept those consequences, but it doesn't mean I'm going to join you in. Okay, so at some point you draw the You're saying at some point you got to draw the line. And some people, you know, where their conscience right. lies. I mean, there's, a, there's an interpretive dance here a little bit with mm -hmm. the Bible and conscience and those kinds of things. But wouldn't you even say... And again, I'm playing devil's advocate for you That's here. Fine. Okay. If we're going to be using, talking about the difference of names, even Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego accepted their Babylonian names. Like they, they were referred to that and accepted that's a, that's that. That's a great point. And, and, and today, even though that's not who they were. Right. And today we continue to use Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, not Rakshak and Benny. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but we don't use, we don't use the Hebrew names. And somebody, somebody actually came up to me after the service on Sunday when I was preaching on this and, and mentioned that. And, you know, I, I've been thinking about it because I thought it was a very thought-provoking challenge. And I, I believe that if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were here today, they'd say, oh, please don't call me Shadrach. All right. Well, probably oh. within, their, within the confines of their—when of their, um, Daniel was with them, it's interesting because you're going to be preaching on this. By the time this releases, you've already preached this yeah. sermon. But in the confines of within the home— where they were staying, they used their Hebrew names with each other. Yeah. And, you and, know what I mean? But also, outside of that, they used... But also they were speaking a different language as well. And true. so there, there was yeah. that added thing. Here's where I, I do think this would be true. Let's assume that you, re, you Ben, really believe that it's okay, you know, to use alternative pronouns. What's who says I don't? Uh, well, <laughs> we're just, for the sake of this For the sake here. of argument. Right. For, for, for me, 
as your brother and your friend, that is not going to be something that I would break fellowship with you about. That I'm going to, I'm not going to. It's yeah. going to become a point yeah, of contention because you've chosen to draw your line in a different place than I've dro- driven your line. Now I'll I'll have a real candid conversation with you, and I may bust your chops in good natured fun, uh, or maybe not so good natured fun at times because friends should be able to disagree mm-hmm. without without necessarily walking out of each other's lives. Mm-hmm. Um, so in in that sense, I don't see this as a primary. It's not like you're denying the. The, you know, the virgin birth of Christ. Uh, at the same time, you know, the scripture says that if you violate your own conscience, you've sinned. Yeah. It's, if, you know, if you, if you believe it is sin, then you better listen up. So for me, who tends to see things in black and whites and rights and wrongs a, a little more dramatically than other people do, not because, not because I'm spiritually superior, simply because I'm wired that way, then for me, I think it would be a violation of my conscience, therefore okay. a sin for me. Okay. But for others, it may not. Though I, you know, we've had similar conversations in the past, like, would you go to, would you go to a gay, gay marriage? Gay wedding, right, yeah. Uh, and, and I, again, take the contention that I would, make, I would not. Yeah. For the same reason, I would not go to somebody while they're having an abortion and hold their hand during the procedure. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's some lines that for yeah. me dro- grow harder based on the circumstances. I think having an abortion is further down the road than is, uh, you know, please call me Jane. Okay, so I'm going to throw a little bit of gray at you, okay? Now I'm frightened. I mean, I'm going to th- <laughs> throw some gray, because you said gray, black you know, and like, white. Like bilge water? Is it? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, and in my study of this, I, I came across a number of different Christian you know, leaders, whatever, and and it's it's interesting. There's some nuance to this. It's not, you know, there, there are there are some people that that would say, according to your perspective, hey, never, I will never use a preferred pronoun based. You know, I will only use the pronoun that I can see that their gender is what mm-hmm. it is. Um, and then there are some that really go very, I, I hate to say liberal, but they they're very more. Um, that hospitality. Let's just be gracious to everyone. And then I came across a very nuanced answer from Sam Alberry. You know, do you know who Sam no. Alberry is? Mm-hmm. Sam Alberry. He's written a lot of good things. He he used to be uh, an apologist for the RZIM ministry, and he lives over in in England. Does a lot of great work over there. Uh, Sam has written a couple books. Is God anti-gay? I can't I can't remember the other one, but he um. He is someone who has same-sex attraction, but has never acted out on it. But he is a uh, ordained Anglican minister, uh, has a very biblical and evangelical perspective on the Bible, on gender, on uh, sexuality, all those kinds of things. He would align with you and I uh, on, on this. But he, when he was asked this question, he brought up this these two verses. He said these these verses have guided him in this in the context of wisdom. And he used uh, Proverbs uh, chapter 26, verses 4 and 5. Now listen to these two verses. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you be like him yourself. Verse 5 is, answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. And his whole point was there are times when he feels like you should, and there's times where he says that you should not. And he said, the times when you should not is when it's a young person, because you as an adult or person of authority, are they will use you as con- confirming something that's formative in their life, and he would not use it with a young person at all. Mm. The other time he would not use it is for someone who grew up in the church and knew the truth. Mm-hmm. He would not use it for that. And, uh, and uh, 
the other and then the times he said he would use it is he would use it when he was establishing a relationship of trust. Now, again, this is a nuanced answer where he's saying there are certain circumstances I would not use the preferred pronoun, and there are certain circumstances when I would use the preferred pronoun. When I listened to his answer, it was probably the one that made me think the most. I mean, there was a couple of them that were just like, and again, this this practice verbal hospitality, I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit <clears> like <throat> you when I when I heard that, even though I used it in this, mm-hmm. in this debate. But <clears throat> I, I do think there's a... I, I don't know. His answer may, did make me think a little bit because I, I would be personally, I would be like you, like I'm not going to do that because I feel like it's it's confirming something. I, I'm agreeing with a lie and I don't want to agree with a lie. I guess his answer did make me think a little bit about would there be a situation when I would? And it's made me think a little bit. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. And, and, and I got to tell you, I I resonate with that. I, I don't know that I would draw the line the exact same place. Sure. I might draw the line at if they're suffering from serious gender dysphoria, for instance. Which is a, it's a real mental yeah, it, health issue. It's a real mental health issue. They're not aware of, you know, they're not self-aware of some of the issues going mm-hmm. on because mm-hmm. of the mental health issue. Mm-hmm. So I might, I might approach it. I don't know. I haven't thought through it enough. I might approach that a little differently. I might not draw the line exactly where he did. I think that's important, though, for all Christians. And I'm glad you brought the point up uh, because um, there uh, rarely are things as clearly always black and white as we want to make them, Mm -hmm. even on the issue of abortion. All right. So stop and think about this. Now, I am pro-life. I'm against abortion. Uh, Technically, if you have an ectopic pregnancy, Mm -hmm. you have to, the mother is going to die and the baby will not survive under right. any circumstances right. Right. if you do not go in and take care right. of the pregnancy, which totally. is located in the wrong place. Technically, that is an abortion. Yes. Yeah. And technically, but it's a, it's a morally acceptable abortion. Yeah. Though. So there are see, there are occasions in many of these things where we wanted to just get super black and white. Yeah. At at the same time, you know, they use that same case to say, well, <clears throat> what about in the case of rape? Mm-hmm. Well, and to to me, no. Abortion is not an option there because you have an independent life that has potential and design. And 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 I've known the product. I mean, we have the product of rape in our church. And people don't even know that. Mm. And I would never divulge who it is, but I know who they are. Yeah. And and I've known, I've, I mean, I've known it all my life. I've known different people who were the product of rape. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was hard. It was tragic for their birth mother and, and, and even for the child when they realized it. Mm. At the same time, they're glad to have a life. Absolutely. So, yeah. so I do think it's really important, and I like to come across this Mr. Black and White, Mr. Richard, Mr. <laughs> Principled. No, I, I think we do have to examine yeah, scripture I, with scripture and yeah. be really careful. I think the, the modern evangelicals are looking for excuses to compromise often when they need to look for uh, reasons to stand for. Yeah, I think the thing that we could encourage everyone to do is to, you need to understand your own convictions on this and make sure that you've done your own th- you know, the reality is people that, you know, if you're a teacher right now, you're going to have to figure this out. If you're in a certain context and in, in, in a job, you're going to have to make these decisions yeah. and sooner I wanna, rather than I later. I want to be really, really clear. If I were, because I'm, you know, my background is education. If yeah. I were a teacher in a public school today and it became an issue that you must use preferred pronouns and you must teach preferred pronouns and all these different things, I would absolutely refuse to do that to the point that I would get fired, be willing to be fired, and then yeah. I would sue their living brains out. <laughs> I absolutely would. I think it's time for people of character yeah. and people of mo- <clears throat> uh, moral and spiritual faith yeah. to, to, to step up, and this needs to go to the Supreme Court. Yeah. 
because yeah. this is an issue of, of your freedom, freedom of speech. Freedom of speech and freedom your religious religion. beliefs. Absolutely. I think the issue, the other issue is there's families. There are families in our church that are dealing with this and their own extended family or personal family of what do I use in these situations? And it's not this, I think everyone has a this uh, this strong, firm stance until they the person that they know and love is going through this, and it's heartbreaking. You and so, are so right on that, particularly as it relates to things like, um, you know, sexual identity. Yeah, and, so, and 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 everybody's willing to think biblically until it's their son or their yeah, nephew. Yeah, and and the bottom line is, right is right, regardless of when, where, you know, all these different mm-hmm. issues. And it is, it is a, you know, when you follow Christ, you leave everything else behind. You that's leave right. all those other loyalties in second or tenth place. Yeah. And this is, again, something that's very unpopular for pastors to deal with. But it is Jesus first. It is the gospel first. Yeah. It is the word of God first. And everything else falls behind that. And if that sounds rigid and fundamentalist, then so be it. Because this is the price of our salvation. This is mm. the cost of being identified with Christ. And yeah. that is that without apology, we stand for truth. Yeah, I, I I think that um, my encouragement to everyone is is to really you know do some do some research do some do some study for yourself listen to some of the arguments on the on the pro and the con of this that I mean that's something that you and I did and I think when you do that you're able to uh, understand what the Word of God hopefully understand what the Word of God says and know how you're going to apply it in the context that you're in so. Um, I hope this has been an encouragement to you. I hope that, that, that this has been a challenge to you. And our prayer for you is that you develop strong biblical convictions and at the same time also never neglect uh, the heart of compassion and kindness that God's calling us to live out. This has been another episode of Life Talks, and we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Life Talks. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you never miss a new episode. Share this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let your friends and family know about Life Talks. We'd love to hear from you as well, so leave a comment and let us know your thoughts on this episode or any other topics we've discussed. Life Talks is a ministry of Life Fellowship in Cornelius, North Carolina. For more information on Life Talks or Life Fellowship, visit LifeCharlotte.com or you can find us on Facebook at Life Fellowship Charlotte.